Welcome, one and all, to the Games in That Podcast, the show where we share our opinions on all things gaming with you, our wonderful audience, in hopes to create a positive community where gamers, both casual and hardcore alike, can share their own thoughts, opinions, and experiences. I'm Andrew Fiak. And I'm Brandon Carnahan. Let's get this show on the road. On the road. Brandon. Andrew. I got a call from 2007. They said they want their show content back. Oh, yes. Well, because uh, we're talking about two well, game series that probably haven't seen the light of day since 2007. And yeah. well, here at we least, are. At least not to any great recognition. We'll no. say. <laughs> not at all. Um, do we want to talk about some some recent developments that were like maybe I don't know four hours ago? old oh i know what you want to talk about but (laughs) speaking of blasts from the past i mean it's only (laughs) it's only on topic for today sure all right so So. if you haven't heard yet uh there's been there's been quite a buzz in the uh the old rumor mill and uh the rumor was that the halo master chief collection was going to make its way to pc at some Mm -hmm. point in in the future but you know Mm -hmm. up until about Three four hours ago, that was that was strictly just like rumblings amongst the the people that are in the know, I suppose. And uh, they the I guess three four threes, uh, their Facebook or their blog, whatever. Um, they confirmed that Halo Master Chief Collection is in fact coming to PC, and it will mm. be available on Windows Store and mm. Steam. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. No. So getting to- full, just chewing on that. Totally in line with what with what they've been ah. saying as far as they don't care where you play their games; they just care that you're playing their games. So, which is going to be the hit. statement of 2019? I don't I don't disagree with that at all. I don't care where you play it; just play the game that yep. we made. So, hopefully, if uh, if this is anything to go off of the uh, the rumors of Games Pass, Xbox Games Pass coming to Switch via some streaming technology, also comes to pass, because that would be awesome. Think about playing Halo on your Switch, wherever you want, as long as you have an internet connection. But <laughs> still, still something to to think about. Um, so if you are unfamiliar with Master Chief Collection, I guess it came out with uh, pretty close to the launch of Xbox One, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. It, it was had, like uh, they released it right before Halo 5 came out. Okay, right before Halo 5. So mm-hmm. pr- pretty close to the, you know, in that beginning range, I guess yes. you could say. Um, so it had the original Halo 1 remastered, Halo 2 and Halo 3. And then I guess somewhere down the line, they released... Um, ODST, the single player campaign along with it. It was like a download. Oh, that's cool. And apparently with um, Master Chief Collection for PC, not only is it including all of that, it's also going to include Halo Reach as well as Halo 4. So the Master Chief Collection will be comprised of everything except for Halo 5. Every Halo game except for Halo 5 and then... Halo Wars. I find, it, I find it interesting that they're including four in that. 
I think what they're trying to do is get everything situated on PC before Halo Infinite comes out. Oh, which is going to be multi-platform. Yeah. Right. So I'm sure that it's only a matter of time before Halo 5 either sees its own release on PC or it gets added to the collection. But something really interesting as far as how they're releasing it is not all of the games are going to be available all at once. So what they're doing, because it had such a rocky release at the beginning and it really had just very poor reception because it was just like basically like a bad port, um, they're releasing each game one at a time over, uh, I guess, some undefined period of time. And uh, they're going to start with Reach and then release them in chronological order. So I guess the, the idea is they want to release them one at a time so they can focus on tweaking and making everything the way that it should be. And then I guess each successive release is going to build off of the previous one. So um, they want it to be PC feature rich. So they're, they're saying things like um, field of view sliders, ultra wide support. Um, they want to try to get it um, running un- unlocked frames at uh, 4k and just all, all the stuff that you would basically expect from a modern PC release. They're trying to, you know, basically hit that nail on the head because they they seem like they have a pretty good idea of what people want and they want to deliver that type of product, which is pretty exciting to me. What are your thoughts, Mr. Ultra wide? Uh, well, obviously (laughs) I'm all about whatever little itty bitty doonads and doodads and gonads you can give me in a game. Um, (laughs) I don't remember ever playing halo reach now that i think about it the cover looks familiar but i can't recall if i played it or not i want i think halo reach was the like the last game like last halo game that was released on 360 and it was pretty close to the end of the 360s life well if i'm not mistaken yeah well speaking of 2007 we've got rick's bravero in the, in the chat with us really? who we played uh, a ton yes. of halo 3 with in college hey rick Rick, Rick, uh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't remember playing Reach, Rick. But if you do and uh, you remember playing it with me, then I believe you. But I, I think it's a great opportunity for me to go back and revisit these games, especially with an HD remaster, which mm-hmm. seems to be my mo these days. Of I try something new out that's a remaster or a remake, I tend to really enjoy it. Uh, and then I go back and play some of the originals as they were intended to be made and try not to lose my lunch because some of those games and graphics and controls do not hold up in any way, shape or form. Uh, and then I end up finding a way to either, you know, get a new texture pack or up res or whatever I can do, or manipulate the controls, whatever, uh, and try to enjoy that. So I think just... With this just kind of falling into our laps now um, with the episodic release, that way it's not, hey, here's five games, is it? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Halo 1, no, six. Because yeah. ODST Reach 1 through 4. Yeah, wow. So here, yeah, here's six full games plus multiplayer for all of them. So I wouldn't be surprised if they spread this out over the course of like, like they like they've officially announced it now. Mm-hmm. And I would say probably come E3 or something big. They'll say, okay, Halo reaches out and it's live now on Steam. And then they'll give you like a release schedule. So I would say like every month through the end of the year from like maybe like June or July on, you'll get a Halo game. Because I assume that people... I'll be completely fine with that, especially Mm -hmm. if they deliver on what they're, you know, touting. Um, Because one, it'll be, you know, 
that improved experience that everybody's looking for. And two, yeah. I mean, they're they're big beefy games, so I mean, like you have all the single player to go with. And um, Rick, I think you'll be our, our go to on this one. Um, I believe that they've kind of like combined all of the multiplayer in the Master Chief Collection into one, so that you're not like. Oh, that's incredible. Spreading the community over, you know, the course of four different versions of multiplayer. Yeah, because you'll have your diehards who won't leave two, and then you'll have people who say, but three had this feature. And that's what always bothers me about going back and revisiting games in a collection like this. Mm -hmm. Like when you go back and visit games, for example, like the Tony Hawk games, if you go back and play Tony Hawk 1, you're playing it as if it was underground underground Two, american wasteland tony hawk three or four where you had manuals and reverts and stuff and you can't string together combos it's literally flip tricks grab tricks mm-hmm. grinding and that's it there's no lip tricks there's no nothing so you're like well how do i do combos and it's hard to enjoy tony hawk one for what it was so i'm curious to see how that actually works out in the collection if playing one is drastically different from playing four um all of that the crash bandicoot effect is what I like to call that. Yeah. But like to a, a, a better example, the um, spiral, the dragon uh, reignited stuff. Spiral one plays exactly like spiral three, regardless mm. of now there's Which some game should mechanics. Be. It should, it should be right. all normalized to, to one. And I, in my opinion, it should always be whatever like the latest one is. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I, I don't think they're going to do that here, but um, I would be interested to see how it, all works out i would i would hope that they would do that for the multiplayer Mm -hmm. or you know make some sort of a a combination of the best of everything because so you think like they'll like launch the multiplayer as a whole along with the first game and then as new games come out maybe they release modes and maps like griff ball like like they make their tweaks based on they they bring gulch in when they bring two stuff like that yeah so the maps yeah the map basically i think it's all going to run off of the the same engine or the same like framework as far as the like the multiplayer mm-hmm. is concerned and then so it'll launch with all the reach maps and then when halo one comes out then it'll put out you know the original blood gulch and all those halo maps and then when two comes out then it'll add the, the maps from two three it'll add those in and maybe like forge mode or something along those lines if it's not already in there mm-hmm. um that's that's what i would think they that as the successive titles get added, they would add those uh, modes and maps into it. To, I mean, it would make the most sense, but I mean, what do I right. know? I'm not a game developer by any stretch. Dude, that's so exciting. And I, I feel, I feel kind of like a sucker because I feel like I'm just playing into the big way companies. Like, well, I'll just keep re-releasing these games and remaster them a little bit and whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, give it to me on modern hardware with modern graphics and modern controls. Like I want, I want that experience again. And this is a good chance to revisit these and maybe fill in some of the gaps, like having never finished one or never finished two, but right. having played three and four and uh, ODST and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's any, so just kind of going off of this week's experiences with, with remasters, if it's, if it's even close to uh, our experience with call of duty, I'll be super pleased with it. Because to be honest with you, I did not think that I was going to enjoy um, Call of Duty Remastered nearly as I thought I was going to be like pop it in for you know twenty minutes and call it a day, and it was like first of all several hours. <laughs> I just want to say episode seventeen that was probably the best segue you've had yet. 
of just getting right into the next topic. So why don't you why don't you kick us off here with a little bit of that COD Modern Warfare remastered? For sure, I'll do that while I change the uh, episode titles on the uh, the overlays because it still <laughs> says episode 16? sixteen. But if you're listening okay. on the podcast on uh, iTunes, you don't know that, so we didn't mess up. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll cut that and three two one we're live again and yes we're back uh but so at any rate um <laughs> tuesday of last week our um playstation plus uh free titles for the month they were released um one of them was the witness right the witness yes and if you haven't played the witness this is my call to arms Go play The Witness. It is one of the best, most satisfying puzzle games I've ever played. It's amazing. If you like Mist, you will love this game. It's a Jonathan Blow game. It's awesome. <laughs> there you go. There's there's Andrew's. Uh, there's my 10 second pitch. Boom. Uh, so The Witness was game one and then game two, as they're always a pair. Um, it's Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered, as I'm literally typing this in. Before I do a little video magic transition here. Oh, it's a really long title. It's going to look awful. Eh. It's okay. Little white screen there. We'll fix that. There we go. All right. <clears throat> so, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. It is the original... Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the one that kind of brought the series into the modern setting. And it comes with everything that you would expect from a remaster or that you would hope for from a remaster. So you've got single player campaign, mm -hmm. multiplayer, and mm -hmm. both of them are running on, I believe this would have to be at least uh, Infinite Warfare's engine. I don't know where they're at currently with that, mm -hmm. um, but it's at least running on, you know, their second to last iteration of the game. Um, so it looks really good. Um, everything, textures, models, everything brand new from the ground up. Um, it's not just an up res type of deal. Um, looks awesome. What you would expect from a Call of Duty game. Um, top of the line uh, visuals, gameplay wise, um, it holds up. It basically feels just like I would uh, recall it. You know, talking about glory days and that type of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Last time I played this was what, 2008, 2007 is when it came out. Did it really? So 2007, really? Yeah. It was like November. It was the November release that started the Call of Duty November releases. Man, that makes me feel really old. Mm -hmm. um, but it is what it is. Um, <laughs> so it plays, It's this is like your like rose tinted glasses. Like when you think about the game and like all the hours you spend on it, you know, in your senior year of high school, if you're like us, um, or just, you know, throughout college, whatever, um, this is probably how you remember it in your mind's eye. Um, it's not like absolutely mind blowing difference wise. Um, but I think if you put it side to side, you would be pretty impressed with, uh, the difference between how it looks now to, uh, what it looked like the first time you played it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like I said at the beginning here, Totally thought this was going to be just something that we popped in and, and played for, you know, a couple hours one night or, you know, just a little jaunt through the single player. And I'm not going to lie, I was pretty much hooked on this as soon as I got back into the groove. And when I got back mm -hmm. into the groove, like, it felt good. Yeah. It's like that feeling you get when you 
you smell something familiar and all of a sudden you're transported back to a time where you're like, I remember this smell. It's distinct. It's like triggering something in my brain. The same thing happens when you first launch into a map in the multiplayer because we played together. Mm -hmm. We immediately were like, oh, yeah, I remember this map. It's laid out this way. This is where they're going to spawn and this is what they're going to be doing. And here's the weapons we should be using. Just recalling all this unnecessary information that we've had filed away for over 10 years. Right. It's amazing how much you can remember just with a little bit of prompting. Such a nostalgic kick in the rear, man. For sure. Um, I would say probably each time we got into a new map, or I guess not really technically new, but a map that we hadn't played again, um, maybe five minutes in, not even that, like once we ran around a little bit, it was like, okay, I remember where the spots are that are are good. I know where I got to watch. Um, as far as my memory serves me, and again, this is a you know a tenure on memory. Um, you know, everything's laid out just like it. I would expect. Uh, if there's differences, it's not such a stark difference that you know I was expecting one thing and saw something else. Um, gameplay wise, with the multiplayer, it has you know your typical unlocks. They're the same as they were in Modern Warfare for the most part. Um, where you just have like four different optics. You know, not not as broad in scope with the attachments and everything else as the subsequent titles had. So mm-hmm. they didn't add a ton, um, but they did add a, a good deal of stuff to it. There's uh, a loot crate system where um, you get their uh, what the uh, depot points. Yeah. So there's depot like, points you can earn and then yeah, there's like one or two per match. CPs, which are like call of duty points. Yeah. Those are your, your real money bucks. Yeah. And then um, mm-hmm. I guess you can cash those in for, I don't even know what the, the other ones are the like the skull icon uh i think those are like you get those randomly from the loot crates yeah. and then you yeah. can spend those on I think they might be called i think they're scrap for some reason yeah I, and you can spend those on um like reticles and you yeah, can spend them on basically like anything you can get out of the loot boxes you can use that to buy or yeah, you can use yeah. this to buy the items outright instead of just getting them from a loot box. And it's all it's all cosmetic stuff. Yeah, nothing. It is. Yeah, nothing that's, it is in no way, shape, or form anything different other than cosmetic. Well, so I was looking, I was looking through some of the stuff, and um, I guess there's like at least like one new weapon for each like class, like one SMG, one machine. Oh, really? Gun. Yeah, that's that was not in the original game. And, okay, but to get them, you have to get like a set, pretty much. And there's like different, like different weapons have different items that belong to their set. Like there's one that's like the Spec Ops set, and it's like gotcha, a an emblem, a banner, um, you know, a certain skin, oh, like, a, like a weapon yeah, skin. They're all like cosmetic clothes, yeah. sets, or like it might be like a character skin. And once you get all, you know, like eight of those things, those separate little you know, bits, then you unlock that weapon as well. But that being said, there's like probably 700 different things. Cause I think there's like four tabs for all like their different seasons. And each of them has like 200 different things that you can unlock as far as like the banners and the emblems and yeah. all that stuff goes. So tons of stuff. So I don't, I'm not even sure that you can outright buy those things that you have to, to get, or at the very least, you can't buy all of them. Um, but I mean, I could be put completely wrong on that. I haven't looked into it that much. I don't care enough to 
try mm-hmm. to unlock all that stuff. Like if I somehow manage to get all six or eight things, whatever, like that's cool. But I'm completely satisfied with what's already in there. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, dude, that's a grind, especially a grind that's way behind RNG. Yeah, and that's that's one of those things that I'm completely okay with saying, like, that's not made for me, and I don't care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we ended up playing this for oh, probably like close to like four hours on Friday, yeah. and then I know I jumped in randomly throughout the weekend, and I know Bob was on this, and Bob's like. Not the biggest uh, first-person shooter when it comes to multiplayer, but all, all three of us slipped right back in like it was 2007, and we were playing this with our buddies, you know, at three in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, because we were done with our homework and <laughs> just waiting to to go to our Saturday morning job or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, um, what's was- crazy to me is. Uh- Maybe maybe this is me, and I am in no way, shape, or form a uh, what I consider myself a, a a good a good multiplayer first person shooter style gamer. But from what I can recall back in the day when I was playing this compared to now, I feel like I've gotten way better at games. I mean, maybe it's the ten year veteranship of having played a bunch of other games too. But on top of this, but I, it just felt so much better it felt so much more fluid and smooth it controlled so much nicely and i couldn't put it down because i was excelling and i was playing well like there were games where we would snipe i would never do that yeah back in 2007 2008 are you kidding me yeah i want to part of me wants to say that it's just because like oh like this is something that we put so many hours into you know in the past and it's just muscle memory coming back but then part of me wants to say i'm pretty sure that they kind of smoothed out some of the rough edges with a lot of the stuff maybe i don't know maybe a little bit of both um yeah but at any rate i felt the same way i am by no means like i I could not jump into the latest call of duty game and Mm. and do nearly as well as i was doing this weekend Um, no i think part of that is due to the um kind of more grounded nature of this one. Like there's, you're not sliding around as much as I wanted to slide around. I think I mm-hmm. complained about that more than five occasions um, yeah. over the weekend, but um, there's no sliding. There's no, you know, wall running or any of like the physical abilities that you get. Um, I, I think that had a lot to do with it because it's not as, frantic it's not as crazy as some of the other ones it's very grounded um the the pool of weapons is a lot smaller than they are in the other game so it's not you know you're not when you're playing against somebody that's like you know level 50 or you know their prestige 50 it's not like they have all these weapons that you know you're not gonna that are great that you're not gonna see for another you know 100 hours of game um you pretty much get access to all that stuff almost from the get-go because there's not that much to unlock no, it's pretty um, basic too. Yeah. Like there's not in terms of just controls, the the loot that you can use, the weapons and everything. There's not much here. There's not there's a bunch of different game modes you can try, but at the end of the day, you just got to shoot the other guys more than they shoot you and that's pretty much it. Which I think um, the, the simplicity of that I think is why I was pulled into this. Like I didn't hundred percent like the point to, I was making. Yes. I didn't feel like I was trying to get into, you know, figuring out all these different mechanics that are all working against me in some way or another Uh, right i wasn't worried about building classes i wasn't worried about what's good for this map what are all my different loadouts for all these different things it's just whatever gun you're comfortable with grab it and go in and just shoot the other people that aren't on your team 
everything feels viable as long as you are like practice with it. Yeah. And they're really good about rewarding you every mm-hmm. time that you get it. Like maybe two or three games you level up. If you have okay games, if you're playing well, you're getting showered in rewards. Yeah. And you they, always they unlock are, some new uh, attachment, yeah, some new gun. Yeah. Not skimpy with the XP, which is always nice. You always feel like you're doing something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's the, the simplicity of like your kill streaks. You only have three. It's always UAV, airstrike, and the helicopter. You know, mm. there's no crazy guy that's sitting in the back camping so that he can get the nuke or whatever, like in Modern Warfare 2, which right. on the subject of that, if they do Modern Warfare 2 remastered, I will most definitely buy it. If this is any indication of how it will be, I will definitely oh, yeah. buy it because I put a lot of time into Modern Warfare 1 when it first came out, but I put way more time into Modern Warfare 2. So if that is on the docket for, you know, whatever the next release is. I will be all about that. Mm-hmm. This was if only just, just to play Nuketown, because that was <laughs> it's everything I can remember. Classic. Classic. Yes. But yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this like way far and beyond what I thought I was going to. And the, yep. and, the, and the single player also holds up. It's still, you know, very good campaign. It has those really cool set pieces that the series is known for. But again, it's not like it, it's, before the over the topness of all the like modern games where they're like yeah. you know, future warfare. I think the last Call of Duty I really played was Black Ops One. And that's probably yeah. at this point like what, ten years? Really ago. played. Like Yeah, like poured some every, hours like, into right, like yeah. every night I would get on and play for, you know, three, four hours with some friends. Yeah, I think there's something to be said about coming back and just revisiting with a new coat of paint the game that pretty much started it all. There were a bunch of the World War II era games before this, but mm-hmm. this is really the game that launched with uh, it, on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3, and it just it took off, man. Right, and this it is the one just, that really made Call of Duty like that game that yeah. everybody like. You knew that all your buddies were going to get it. You knew everybody was going to be playing it when it was released. Um, you know, you could always count on somebody being online playing it, mm-hmm. and it's it's nice to see that they did it justice. It just really kind of sucks that uh, when it first came out that they bundled it with uh, Infinite Warfare and that was the only way you could get it. And I think it took yeah. like over a year for it to be a separate release. And then at that point yeah. it was still $40 and it hasn't gone down. I think it went on sale a little bit for like maybe 30 But now that it's free, like you have no reason not to play this. No. And you have a full month to add it to your library. You don't even have to download it. Just add it to your library and come back to it when you're bored. Yeah, there's no reason you shouldn't. Because even even if you don't touch the multiplayer, the single player is still a freaking riot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the familiarity up. and the nostalgia is is worth it alone. Yeah, I think if you if if I had never heard of Modern Warfare and I played this today, like if I was somebody like somebody that is much younger than me, um, and I played this, like it would feel right at home with all the other games. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Which is kind of, it's commendable to the game itself because there's been, you know, 10 years of iteration on it, the series, and it's it, it stands up there amongst, you know, all the modern releases, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I can't recommend it enough. Um, I definitely wouldn't go out and buy it. No. But definitely grab like it while it's said. free. 
like you said, this makes me want to go out and buy Modern Warfare 2 Remastered if it does drop like like we know it's rumored to be. And uh, I think, oh, the other thing that it has going for it, at least for uh, PlayStation users, which is, by the way, where we played it because we got it for free, um, is because it's the PS Plus game, there's a huge influx in the player base, which I think it was already pretty decent to begin with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, lots of fresh meat like us. <laughs> yeah, you're not going against said, double or triple prestige guys. Right. That being said, if you have ever played this game with any kind of regularity, whether it's, you know, 10 years ago or, or less, um, I think you'll slip right back into your old rhythms because I was channeling a much younger version of myself. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I was near the top way more often than I am in most other games. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Kind of makes you feel like you have a curfew. Kind of makes you feel like you have a curfew. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah, man. Any other thoughts on Modern Warfare Remastered? No, I've only hopped into the multiplayer. Um, I think you hit on all the good points. I'm probably not gonna... I'll probably jump into it every now and then if we just need a good turn your brain off and just hang out together and play game. That's exactly what it is. I think that's uh, other than this, it's shows. probably not going to get too much more attention from me. Yeah, especially with Division Two around the corner. That's just yeah. This everybody's is, this is my for my time until Friday, basically. This was a great palate cleanser. I had mm-hmm. a lot of fun with it. Yep, I feel like it. I feel like it's probably yeah. sharpened my reflexes a little bit. That's yeah, probably not wrong. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when we get into the uh, some sweaty PvP. Oh, boy. <laughs> Once we sink some hours into the single player. Oh, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, sir. All right. Well, while you were hopping in and out of Fair Remastered, I was uh, playing a game that hasn't had a sequel since... 2011 if i recall i think 2008 was the last mainline title and then they tried to do a reboot in maybe 2013 um and that did not go over well so did not stick mixed reception did not Um, stick. but yeah i played devil may cry 5 Mm. and this is gonna be a review coming from somebody who has never played a devil may cry game you're reviewing it to someone who has never played a Devil May Cry game either. Yeah. Well, that's not okay. So that's not totally true. So I'll preface this with: I saw previews for this game. I was hearing about it. Uh, fans of the show might know that uh, I have um, I have a very soft spot in my heart for the Bayonetta games. I really enjoy those. They are very much video game video games. They are super awesome. Uh, it's kind of one of those. Just turn your brain off and do a bunch of cool stuff and be done with it. And I praise these types of games because they focus on one thing. They do one thing. They don't try to add a bunch of different stuff into it. Um, and they do that one thing really well. And they're the kind of games that I like to call stylist action beat-em-ups or sabus. Um I made that up, so I don't even know if that's going to catch on. But if you want to use that, uh, feel I mean, free to go for it. I'll stand by it. Stylistic action beat em ups. <laughs> Stylistic action beat em ups. Um, I feel like we could get that down to something a little more manageable. Yeah, and maybe a-, a little acronym, bit more acronym wise. Politically correct. <laughs> um, anyway, so I was 
anticipating this game because I saw it and I thought it looked really cool and I was really into other Sabus and I thought, okay, maybe I could give this a try. Um, so I found that Steam has uh, an HD collection of the original Devil May Cry trilogy, which is the the Dante-focused storyline. Dante is the main protagonist for the DMC series. Um, so I hopped into a little bit of Devil May Cry 1. I probably played five, six hours of it, got through maybe half the game, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, and then I just said, screw it. I'm just going to play the new one. This is uh, this isn't <laughs> holding me over because yeah. some of you might also know I was going on a very hefty Resident Evil trip from the PlayStation one classics. And I just need I needed to play something modern. Yes. Um, so I, I got this and, <laughs> you know, that old saying better the devil, you know, than the devil you don't. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that was appropriate here because it all deals with like demon hunters and devils and um, stuff. And I just think to answer that question, yes and no. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You can hop into this and not know a bunch of stuff and still have a great time with it. Like I did uh, even with the minimal information I had. Uh, But at the same time, there's just so much here uh, story wise. And it seems like, aside from gameplay, that's what this game really relies upon is the story because there's a lot of twists, a lot of turns, a lot of people showing face that haven't shown face in over 10 years. And it's, there's supposed to be moments where you're like, ah, or, ah, and none of that landed with me. (laughs) Who's that guy? (laughs) Yeah. I would see somebody and go, Oh, this is supposed to be really important, isn't it? Uh, I was positive. (laughs) I would look it up and go, who is blonde haired chick in, DMC. Um, so I knew some people. I knew who Dante was. Yeah. I knew about Dante. I knew what his motives were in Devil May Cry 1. So D- Dante is a... Here's what the series is. Dante is a devil, is a demon hunter. Mm-hmm. He has supernatural abilities from the underworld. So he can take a demonic form, being the son of a demon, uh, who has a, a brother named Virgil, uh, and they have been going at it back and forth because they're brothers and they're destined to do this forever. Um, but Dante lives in, in our earth in modern times and he owns a, um, a, a for hire demon hunter business called Devil May Cry. And people come to him and say, we have a demon problem. And he's like, uh, what demons? I'll do it. Oh, I may beat him bang, up. Bang, he, may, slash. he may get really <laughs> sad and shed some tears. He may not. Yeah, we'll actually, the story is about cry. a guy who comes really close to crying, but he never does. <laughs> He's like, uh, I might like, cry. Oh, I no, can I'm see good. the moisture. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no. So it's got a lot of that. It's it's like it's like a little bit of Blade, a little bit of Matrix, a little bit of that 90s heavy metal grungy vibe to it um it's it's a lot of over-the-top action it's very gory it's very bloody um and it's very quippy it's like even in the face of danger these guys are like i would have at least brushed my teeth if i were you like (laughs) stuff like that and it's kind of campy and funny and just like brandon and i haven't gone seen captain marvel over the weekend it's kind of nice to be able to just kind of turn your brain off and just enjoy something yeah. for what it is. As campy and cliche as it is, I don't need this game to move mountains like an Uncharted or a, a God of War. 
this game is so solely focked on this story. It's a popcorn and then, movie. Popcorn yeah, game. Yeah, popcorn game. And then chaining together combos and doing it as stylistically as you can. So it's so story-wise doesn't land for me. It, I, I thought even just jumping into it, I, I did finish the game. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of cool moments, even if you don't know what's going on. The main characters that you play as, you start off the game as a guy named Nero, who is like kind of like a young predecessor to Dante. What se- He seems to be a Padawan of Dante's, uh, kind of taking over the Devil May Cry business. He, he has was, a lot of the uh, same. He was the, he was the character part- of DMC, right? DMC four, DMC four, Devil May Cry four. DMC is still Dante, okay. which is the reboot, but gotcha. it was like completely redone in a different style and fashion and manner. So interesting. So is yeah, this like a that return was to form to kind of thing, or yes, a hundred percent. Gotcha. Um, the game. Uh, so you start off as Nero. He's the main protagonist in four. After something happens between Dante and Vir- Virgil, if you are like me and you don't know a lot about this kind of backpedaling a little bit in the main menu for the game. There's a video that you can watch that explains all of the events of one through four up to this point, but it does it very poorly in my opinion, because it's just text on a background with uh, some, some images. It's not like a full motion video of here's what happened in one now two, now three, yeah. now four. It's like, there is this attempt, is the story of the series. What's that? So there's an attempt, but not a very good one. Yeah, I would recommend going to YouTube and looking up something that's more concise and uses video and has somebody explaining some things over top of that. Reading this was kind of like by the time I figure out how to pronounce a name, I'm it's already two paragraphs (laughs) beyond where I was before. Um, Kind of a lame attempt at a video. It could have just been a paragraph. uh, If you're just going to show me words in a video. I feel like that defeats so the purpose it was, of the video. So it was all text, not it's all text. Oh, yeah. I, for some reason I had it in my head that it was like, and it goes. Text it, and maybe video. it's just me, but it goes faster than I can read and comprehend. So I was like, well, if it's just, it, I, I completely I agree. If it's it. just text, why not just have it as a page that you can read through at your own pace? I don't know, dude. Capcom's been knocking it out of the park or, lately. This game, someone narrate it. <laughs> Yeah, this game's no different, but then they make decisions like that, and I, I go okay. Um, so again, coming back to where I was, you 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 play as Nero. There's a new guy in the series that they introduce. His name is V, who looks like Chris Angel. He looks like Adam Driver. <laughs> I think he looks exactly like Chris Angel on the cover. He does look like Chris Angel a lot. I see Adam Driver when I look at him, but it's like Adam Driver. He I was. To, the I need to pull this up and, and look at it. Um, <laughs> so uh, this might be a spoiler. I, I don't think it is. It's all over the box artwork and in a lot of the screenshots. If you care to to go and play this game, um, maybe not offer a little bit in the podcast, but. Um, I might mention some things that might be spoiler to the series. I don't know what's a spoiler and what's not because I didn't really know what was going on in the story. So I apologize. But uh, that's your warning. Spoiler warning. Three, two, one. Um, You also get to play as Dante in this game, Uh, which is really cool because in my opinion, he's just this cool, quippy bamf. And 
He's like the OG protagonist of the series. Playing as Nero's cool, but playing as the underdog is never as fun as playing as the guy who defined an entire genre of gaming. He's like your solid snake. Dude, 100%. And I'm not saying that Nero is thus Raiden, but it's very close to MGS uh, Rising uh, Raiden than Metal Gear Solid 2 so Raiden. Cool, cool Raiden. Cool Raiden. Yeah, he's still cool. He still looks and plays like Dante, but um, he's got his own mechanics to him. So... V is this guy that shows up in the story and is like, hey, some giant demonic power has showed up. I need to get Dante and <coughs> Nero and the DMC crew to help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff goes wrong. Dante gets trapped in this giant. So it's like the city is engulfed in this giant demonic flower. And at the at the very top bud of the flower is where this demon king lives. And your object is to, as Nero and V, go back and save Dante. Now, the story takes place over the course of, a, of like a month. Mm-hmm. But it keeps doing this thing where it jumps back and forth Tarantino style in a very bad way, in my opinion. Oh, no. To the point where it's confusing. And I'm like, wait, did this happen before? Did it happen after? And they flash dates up and show you dates. But I'm not keeping a log of, okay, when is this happening and, and why? Right. It shows on the loading screen like where chronologically this is happening. And that helps sometimes. But I'm also not paying attention as much because these loading screens don't really last that long and they go pretty quick. Um, there are some missions where you can choose to play at either Nero or V or in some cases Dante, but, uh, more often than not, you're pretty much strong handed into playing as one of them at least. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I won't spoil any of the story. I'll let people jump in and figure that out themselves. The mission that you're seeing here to my left is, uh, one that I recorded earlier, it's a uh, it's like a very early mission in the game, like mission three. So there shouldn't be anything super spoily. It's it's Nero gameplay. Um, so. Good transition into gameplay, because this is where the game really shines for me. Um, this made this game excellent. If it was just story still cool, I'd still give it a look and I but I'd probably fall off saying I really don't know what's going on here. The gameplay is Excellent. It is 100% stylistic action beat em up. It's just here's a bunch of tools for you to use. Here's a bunch of ways for you to upgrade them, a bunch of new combos for you to learn, a bunch of new stuff for you to obtain. Everybody plays differently, so differently, in fact, that you're like, I want to get good with this guy, but then I like playing with this other guy. So, out of the three guys you can play, Nero and Dante play very similar. Each one has a sword. Mm-hmm. Nero's sword has a motorcycle handle on it that you need that you can rev in between um in between hits like like you would be like revving a motorcycle mm-hmm. and it adds like this flame effect to your motorcycle or to your to your motorcycle <laughs> to your sword that then does additional damage to enemies and allows you to do special moves which is weird because now you're walking around the battlefield and he's just going <laughs> which is so badass that's like that's just cool yeah that's super video gamey i like it it's so video gamey this game does not take itself seriously at all like there are moments in this game that just totally blindside you and you're like where did that even come from but i guess that's what the series is known for and i'm totally okay with that because 
Bayonetta did a bunch of that stuff. I mean, you're playing as a dominatrix witch trying to save the world from the universe from destruction. And With her hair. Ridiculous. With her hair. Um, so Nero's got like this motorcycle blade, which is cool. He's also got a pistol that is like a, it's almost like a shotgun like pistol that has six rounds in it, but it fires three bullets. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so he's firing like two bullets at once. Um, that's cool. He's got um, the main call to his character is uh, what's called the devil trigger, which is his hand. So in this game, he doesn't have a hand. And the girl that you saw in the beginning of the gameplay there, her name is Nico. Nico is a descendant of the the person that made Dante's weapons, uh, his guns, Empathy and Ivory. Um, so she's like the daughter of him and now the DMC business. So she makes him these different hands. The hands um, all have different powers. You unlock more as you play the game. There's ones that like release bursts of energy, like release electricity and shock enemies. There's ones that allow you to do like a whirlwind uppercut attack. There's ones that will grapple enemies and throw them around. There's one that grabs uh, that grabs enemies and does like German suplexes on them. <laughs> and it's really cool way to kind of th- pull them into your combos and and figure out how this, it all works. This enemy on the screen was really creepy. Yeah, so this is actually... <laughs> I'm glad you pointed that out because that's from the original Devil May Cry game. They're, those are enemies that they have these like... They're like wispy, um, uh, like Grim Reaper looking f- women with like white faces. The Jabberwocky's mask. Yeah, and then they have these giant... <laughs> like barbershop scissors that they come after old, you with old shears. Yeah. Very so there's a lot of callbacks in this game and like stuff like that landed with me. Yeah. But I, I could tell where other stuff happened. I was like, I'm missing something here. Um, like, it's so it's you again. And you're like, oh, right. What happened? Is it <laughs> before? <laughs> so Nero's got all those cool arms. Uh, so that's cool. But I, I felt like his gameplay wasn't, fluid enough i found it difficult personally to string together his combos to get high rankings Mm -hmm. so in these sabu games you're (laughs) trying to combo from d to s so there's d c which is like dismal to cool to badass to apocalyptic to super they didn't go with uh, awesome stylish (laughs) no it was apocalyptic um and then uh, there's S, double S, and triple S. Triple S is the best that you can get in a combo. And that's stylistic, super stylistic, and then super sexy stylistic. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think I do get I do get a triple S in here with... Uh, I do some V gameplay after this. Yo, crazy. Um, speaking of which, V... I hated playing as when I first played as, as him because mm. he's slow... He's methodical and he's a summoner. So he's not getting in the face of all these bad guys like Nero and Dante are with his knives and, and melee or in, in guns and stuff. He's hanging back and he summons enemies. So there's an enemy specifically for melee attacks that's like a panther, like mm-hmm. a black panther. And then he has a bird that is like a, a very quippy bird to his very drab and dry gothic personality. So 
he's like doing all the the shooting and the ranged attacks and then he's got um where nero's got the hand his special ability is he has what's called the the nightmare and the nightmare is a giant rock figure that kind of just falls in from the sky or comes up from underground or sometimes in specific parts of the battlefield he'll like smash through like a muralled wall or he'll like come through like a bookcase and books will go flying and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he just wrecks shop. And then with that combat style, uh, once in, once enemies are getting close to death, then as V you have to get close to them. V has a cane that he uses and you have to specifically drive the cane into the enemy to finish them off. So are your summoned creatures, do they, are they just like completely AI controlled? They'll like do their own thing and then you just kind nope. of have to watch or do you, can you like no, send so them? What you're, no, so what you're doing is, uh, and you'll see here in a little bit, but as V, you kind of hang back in the battlefield. As I'm hitting Y, Y is, first of all, let's talk about the controls because the controls effing suck in this game. I don't know who designed the controls <laughs> this way. And thank God I played the first Devil May Cry game because had I hopped into this fresh, the controls are exactly the same. Oh my gosh, infuriating. You melee with try with with Y on an Xbox controller, then you shoot with X, your special ability is B, you jump with A. And then you move around with the analog stick in order to focus on an enemy and do combos and, and do specific uh, moves and, and styles. You have to focus on them with the right bumper and hold that, hold it the whole time. What is and this? then if you want to PlayStation three, when we didn't know how triggers two. worked, PlayStation two. No, I'm saying like the R <laughs> the idea of R one. Yes. Yes. Um, bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah. Um, and that, and if you want to switch between the enemies while you're holding focus on, so you're, you're holding the right bumper, you're meleeing and shooting and stuff with this, you're moving around oh, this so way. So you got and this then, like awkward claw happening. Yes. Oh. So you're like crunching your hand like this. Um, and then if you want to switch looking at the enemies that you're focusing on, you have to tap in the left analog stick. Uh, oh, the default design is horrendous. Yeah. No good. Um, but I'm somewhat of a purist, so I kept it as w it was. Um, but purist it wasn't that bad at the end of the day. I just would have changed maybe like left trigger or right trigger to focus, just the, something more natural than the right. bumpers. Much more intuitive that way. Yeah. Um, but going back to V, so you're kind of hanging back. So you use the same buttons you would to attack other enemies that you would with anybody else. It's just it's kind of awkward at first because the camera's not so super great in this game. You'll see in some of this boss fight here that there's areas where it's really up close behind you, and then others yeah. it like pans out nicely where you can see everything. Um, oh, that thing is creepy. It's yeah, got, it's got fingers for a head and a mouth that wraps around the entirety of its head. Dude, a really really video game video game for sure. Um, the enemy designs <laughs> seem really cool. So, so, um, there's your quip before the fight. If you <laughs> just, bam, 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 bam. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter what he says, but it looks like so, you're a uh, finger. I'm going to put a <laughs> ring on it. And by <laughs> ring, I mean my sword. Bam! Dude, right. the music in this game is on point. 
each character has their own track that plays when they're in combat. And like Nero's is kind of like a metal dub remix mm-hmm. where V's is very like Japanese hard rock. And then Dante's is just straight up 90s heavy metal. Sweet. It's aw- dude. Every time <laughs> it fires up to to like hear that you're in battle, you hear it like and then like you get walled off in those sections because they're like those linear the levels are like very long and linear where you're going from section to section and it mm-hmm. walls you off in a combat situation where you get a, a combo and a rank and then you move on to the next one until you eventually get to a boss. That's how the entire game works. There's no open world. There's no exploration. There's no side quests. There's some hidden things in the level and that's that's it. Mm-hmm. This game is so heavily focused on combat, it's silly. <laughs> um, but... Going back to your question about V, he controls the same way as everybody else. You just need to like strategically keep him away from things and dodging things while you're focused on your en- your uh, conjured summons attacking other things. And then the whole time you can refresh <laughs> my favorite part of V. You can refresh his nightmare bar to summon nightmare, the his like end all move. Uh-huh. And what he does is he pulls out a book. It's like a it's like a brown bible looking book and it has a big gold v on it it's his tome and he just sits back there and he reads the tome while all of this stuff is going on and it's just all this demonic banter of like and then he was summoned for which he put down upon of the angel's death of where then thou the hands so he actually reads it out loud yes he's reading it out loud while all this crazy stuff is going on it's hysterical (laughs) It's absolutely hysterical. And then when he, of course, summons Nightmare, of course he clicks his fingers, and of course his hair turns white, and of course it looks really cool. <laughs> um, and then my personal favorite you get to play is Dante. Dante controls exactly like he did in the PlayStation 2 game that I tried out for four or five hours. Um, he has four specific styles you can switch between. So his specialty is... You can be a trickster, you can be a gunslinger, you can be a swordsman, or you can be a, a royal guardsman, which is like you're blocking, you're sorting, you're gunning, and you're uh, dodging, which, thank God, he is the only character with a viable dodge mechanic because I don't know how to play these games otherwise. I love Bayonetta because Bayonetta has dodging, and when you mm-hmm. specifically dodge an attack, you get what's called Witch Time, which rewards you for dodging a successful attack by slowing down time so that you can do extra damage to enemies. This game like has nothing like that. If you time your dodges like in, uh, in uh, Breath of the Wild, that sort of deal? Exactly. Exactly like that. This game has nothing like that. I'm, I, I think I'm missing something because there are skills that you can unlock. So as you kill enemies and you collect all these red orbs you can then spend those red orbs on new combos new styles of 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 fighting new weaponry new arms for nero all that stuff Mm -hmm. and uh make it easier to string together combos but for the life of me i could not figure out how to get any type of dodging to work with nero I got it to work with V because there were some skills I could purchase that allowed him to like back out of battle. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's hard because you have to concentrate on one person while you're also concentrating on all this other stuff that's happening away from him. So it was kind of confusing at times. It's hard to mention the boss fights over here. So you'll see it in a little bit, but I liked it. 
um, Dante was by far the, the most fun, though, because he would just wreck shop. Absolutely mm-hmm. wreck shop because he's so powerful. And he's just, I don't know. There's something about Nero. You look at him and he just, he looks like a young, untrained he's, predecessor he's to Dante. He's, he's behind fresh. the ears. And V is a little drab and boring, so but I feel like I'm the best with him because I, I understand his mechanics the most. Mm-hmm. But then you play as Dante and you're just like, this is just cool. It's just like the definition of cool is playing as Dante in this game. Hmm. It makes you feel so powerful. It's interesting. He like he's at, like his quips are actually funny and cool. There's no other word to describe him. It's just so damn cool. It's a um, and he also has the ability to switch his melee weapons and his range weapons. So he has handguns. He has a double barrel shotgun. He has uh, like some other range weapon. He's got the sword for melee. Mm-hmm. He also at one point. Spoiler, if you're still listening to this and you care about this game, <laughs> um, he at one point, dude. He gets a motorcycle you can't ride it, but he crafts a motorcycle out of a boss that he kills in the game <laughs> and then splits that motorcycle in half and then uses that as a melee weapon in the game. So you're using two halves of a motorcycle where you're going up to enemies and you're attacking them and then holding the melee button to like almost saw them in half with the wheels of the motorcycle. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Dude, it's rad. It's <laughs> rad as hell. It's so cool. My only complaint, my biggest complaint about this game is that 60% of it takes place in these inner demonic vine areas. You're just in these large, like what you're seeing here is like open, like they're out in the open, they're in the world, but then there's vines in the distance and there's enemies coming up out of nowhere and they're coming out of these blood pits in the sky and the floor. Yeah. Sixty percent of this game, as Dante, is you're in just the same colored, same textured flower root for five, six missions, and it's just it looks so boring, drab. It's so drab, but man, when like you don't even care about it when you're in combat, and then you get out of it and you're, you come to from your high of combat, and you're like, whoa, I forgot how ugly this is. Still inside of these roots. Yeah. Um, but man, I, like I, maybe it's I don't know what deterred me from these style of games before. Maybe just I didn't find the fun in the combos systems and, and just, OK, I just beat a bunch of things up. and I don't really care about the lore or what's going on. But jumping into these games these days, I've just it's so nice to play something that doesn't take itself so seriously and yeah. it focuses on one thing. It does it really well. It doesn't try to muddy the waters with a, with a half-assed crafting system with a boring stealth level. Like it, it's, 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 it's just, we beat stuff up. It's cool. It's demonic. Here's some heavy metal guitar riffs. Go make things bleed. It's awesome. Yeah, the gameplay here that I'm, I'm just watching, like as you're talking, it looks very interesting, and it actually has me more peaked on this than I think I was kind of going into it. So here's yeah, so here's the V gameplay. So that's me. So you can see I'm 
trying to hit things with the panther and the bird, and I'm just kind of in the back dodging and, and moving around. Um, and here I am reading the tome. See, I pulled out the book, and now you can see me reading it. <laughs> <coughs> um, two things. One, the RE engine is it, the game runs on the RE engine. It looks in freaking credible. I was gonna say that it looks it looks like this. Like you can Dude, tell with the uh, the faces, the cutscenes, the performances, the faces. Like there's some really anime style moments of just like how people are like thrusting swords into the ground and cutscenes and stuff and the moves that they're doing and the way that they're looking at people and even some of the dialogue to a certain degree mm -hmm. and it just looks it looks like a live action movie in, in some points it's unbelievable dante looks like if you if you recall like box art of dante he's got that like red leather jacket on yeah. And he's got like an open, like maybe like a Henley shirt with like his chest showing. And he's got like wispy white hair and like a smooth baby face skin. And you're just like, okay, like that's the, the demon hunter Dante. Yeah. In this game, he looks beat up and grizzled. He's got, he's got a five o'clock, a white five o'clock shadow. He's got he's hair is like kind of like white but also really dirty and drab his leather coat is like a is like a dark maroon color and it's kind of beat up and the henley shirt that he's wearing has holes in it and stuff like he's seen some stuff mm -hmm. and it just it looks so good it looks so good and I, like between resident evil 2 and this like i i don't know how you're going to beat making like you've now made an action horror survive. You've made a survival horror game and these in this stylistic action beat them up in the same engine, like two completely different games. There's nothing you can't do with this engine. It looks amazing. Yeah. I would like to see what they're going to bring to this engine next, because it seems like they're putting all of their properties into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm not like a huge Capcom guy, so I, I couldn't even venture a guess as to what they might bring back either. next. I mean, I wasn't at all. And then I started to get into, like, as you guys who listen to the show might know, like, when we played the Resident Evil 2 remake, I was like, man, Capcom, between that, Mega Man 11, which I understand is a great game, I just, I can't get into it yet. Yeah. Um, and this, like, they are just demolishing 2019. Mm hmm. They are taking so many names so far, and I, I can't imagine that there isn't going to be at least two more releases from them towards the end of the year that are going to use this engine and just... A game like this really shows why Capcom is a master of the genre in this series. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, Platinum Games did a fantastic job with Metal Gear Rising, with uh, the Bayonetta games, and there's a, there, I know there's a third one coming out. There's that other, like... Sega shooter that they did with like the the guy with like in the futuristic suit that's like sliding and shooting everything. I can't remember what that game's called. It's on. It, it was like re-released on Steam a couple years ago. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. Ah, shoot. Um. Anyway, a blank. But Platinum was killing it, and Capcom hasn't made one of these in a long time. And then they come out with this game. I I was disappointed when I finished it. It took me about ten hours to finish this game. I was so disappointed that I didn't know what was going on because the gameplay was that good. It was that solid. I became invested in mm -hmm. characters I didn't know about. And 
when the reveals happen and you start to make your way towards the end of the game and it starts to make sense why it's called Devil May Cry 5, why it has uh, certain logos and stuff that are used for the imagery of the game, it all makes sense at the end of the game. And I'm just like, man, if I had had any substance with the original trilogy or even four or even DMC, uh, the reboot, like I probably would have appreciated this so much more. And I feel like I just missed out something when I finish it. And it makes me want to go back and try out the games. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, like the experience I had here, I, I would honestly recommend it to anybody who is remotely interested in a game like this. Cause it is a quick playthrough as quick as you want it to be. I'm not somebody who's going to go back and try to beat my times and stuff or not beat my times, beat my, 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 um, my rank scores for my combat scenarios. Um, there are online leaderboards and stuff. Yeah, there are, uh, there are online leaderboards and stuff that you can compare to other people. There's a cool part in this game. You can kind of see on the left side of the screen, it, it says starring and then it has somebody's name underneath it. There's a lot of this game, like I said, takes place on a timeline. So there are events that are happening concurrent with yours. So mm-hmm. if you were to actually look off in the distance during this gameplay, you would see somebody playing a Nero mission right around the same area. And it's, it's I'm actually in a in an online game with somebody else while they're playing through their game and their mission. That's interesting. And I can, yeah, and I can like... a random person? It's just a random person. And at the end of the game, I can go back and I can... Uh, uh, at the end of this mission, I can actually rank them and say like, yeah, they were stylistic or nah, they were drab and lame, which doesn't do anything, but <laughs> whatever. Um, I thought that was a cool little addition because there were some moments into an area where you, Dante, and where Dante, Nero, and V are all in the same room fighting the same stuff. And you're like, oh man, these are these are other people. This is an AI. That's kind of cool based on who you pick and what you do. How often do you actually see them? Like off? The um, it's very rare. I'd say within the ten hours, probably a half an hour of it was spent with somebody else playing the game. So not enough to ruin the experience for me, or like take away from a combo streak or something. Do you ever play like with them, or are they always like off in like a separate area? Very rarely. Um, they do come together at some point, especially towards the end of the game mm-hmm. when the story starts to reveal itself and the twists and turns of the narrative happen. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty much just you versus a thousand. Interesting. Um, see if I have any other thoughts here. Um, I yeah. Again, I I think I personally prefer Bayonetta. Finishing this game actually inspired me to go back and finish Bayonetta two in my backlog, which wasn't very difficult because I only had like one or two missions left in that game, but. It really made me appreciate Bayonetta more because I went into Bayonetta without playing Devil May Cry, which Bayonetta is 100% a game that was built upon and influenced by Devil May Cry. Mm -hmm. So I can now see that and I now appreciate what Bayonetta brought to the genre. And I, I would say I prefer that, but that style of play. But the story and the gameplay and the characters in Devil May Cry make me want so much more after playing this. Interesting. It's awesome. I wonder and if they'll it, ever give the uh, the first ones the uh, the remake treatment. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Movie. They have a cheap HD master out there, but it's 
it's nothing compared to what this game looks like. Yeah. This game looks really good. Dude, it is gorgeous. It's kind of it's like one of those things where you play through uh Resident Evil 2 remake and you're like, "Oh wow, like this game looks really cool, but like it's so dark and it's all set at night." Mm-hmm. And then you get this, like it's all it's daytime and it shows off, you know, different style of lighting and the engine still looks super super smooth and crisp. Yeah. And like the particle effects of all the blood and the magic and the yeah, there's spells a ton of and, stuff going on. It doesn't seem like oh, it's chugging at all. Yeah, the last the last boss fight in this mission that I did with V here is you fight you fight a need hog, um, which is like one of those like giant plant like guys, um, and he's got like three heads of a plant, and then it's just him, this like orange need hog, just like kind of mm-hmm. hanging out with like these dual sabers. And it's a really cool boss fight. As I'm watching his uh, his little panther here, he looks he has tentacles like a displacer beast in uh, from D and D, which is also basically a panther. Mm-hmm. Oh, fun fact here! Th- what I really like about V, and this might be somewhat of a story spoiler, but um, I recognized it, and I had to look it up to confirm it. All of the summons that V uses are bosses from the original Devil May Cry game. Really? Yes. That's pretty cool. So, like, the panther, the panther is one of the very first bosses that you fight. The bird, you fight as well, and then his his nightmare is uh, is one of the bosses in the game. Sweet. Yeah, dude. I thought that was a really cool callback, and it says a lot about his character too. When you get into the the actual story of the game, but. Um, yeah, it's really cool. I really like this game. Even just watching me play, it makes me want to go in and just play a quick mission. I'm on the fence about this one. Like, I I feel like I could go either way. Um, it definitely looks super fun to watch, but I, I don't know if it would hold me. I would only play it, uh, if you're interested in playing it. I would recommend it. if you have no uh, no stake in this game, you don't know what's going on and you don't really care to figure it out, uh, but you just think it looks cool and you want to try it. I wouldn't recommend it to you. Mm-hmm. But if you're at all remotely interested in maybe what's going on like I was. But again, I finished this whole game and I had no idea what was going on the whole time, but I was still invested in the characters. I figured some of it out. I understood where they were going with it, but it didn't land with me as much as it would of a fan of the series. Yeah. But this totally stole me and won me over. And I now want to (laughs) really play through some of the other games and kind of get an idea of where this series started. Because right now, as far as I'm concerned, this is peak of this series. And this is, this is perfection for where devil may cry has come. Mm Hmm. And considering that this is one of the first mainline games in over 10 years, um, I can't imagine that fans of the game are just beside themselves right now. I think about how how jazzed Bob was about Resident Evil 2. It's probably a similar similar boat. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's Devil May Cry 5. I... I can't say enough good things about it. Um, I think I've repeated myself multiple times here, but (laughs) I'll I'll end with this. Capcom is killing 2019 right now between Resident Evil 2 remake and this. I'm this is it for me. 
Yeah. And they're supposed, I think they're supposed to have some uh, Monster Hunter expansion stuff coming out in the near future here, too. Dude, I mean, yeah, I for, totally forgot about Monster Hunter World last year. Yep. Like that, too, just totally blew us away. We were like, oh, those games are kind of blah, blah, blah. We don't feel like playing those. And we we played the crap out of that game. Yep. It was awesome. Gave it a try. And we were like, yes, this is. That's exactly how I felt about this game. I've been interested in Monster Hunter World. I wanted to try it Mm -hmm. and we got into it. We were like, oh, yeah, this is this is it. And everybody's like, well, it changed from this because all the other ones before this were very different and they had these control schemes and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? This This one is fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. I'm there, dude. That's exactly the feeling I got with this. I've I've been on the outside looking in for a long time. I, I'm interested in it. What's going on here? What you, are you? You decided inside? this was this was the time to kick that door down. Yeah, I was like, you know what? This game looks cool. I've got a beefy PC. I want to see how it plays. And oh man, I'm not disappointed. Yeah, it looks looks super stylish. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, and I like that. Um, like here in the game, there are points where you can um, call in the van, which is the it's like a traveling. Now the service is no longer at Dante's office. It's now like a traveling van called mm-hmm. Devil May Cry that Nico works out of. And you can upgrade your characters before you go into a boss fight with all the orbs and stuff that you collect before you fight at the end. Very cool. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, it looks like yeah. something to uh, to check out. Potentially, I mean, it's it, very at the very least. I'm I'm much more piqued on my interests for this. I might have to go on to the uh, the wish list. <clears throat> so then, whenever you know something goes on sale, you know, what we, you know what we should do. We should share our Steam libraries with each other. You can do that. Yeah, you can set up like a family share. I used to do it with one of my old roommates in Boston, where you'd have access to my library mm-hmm. when I'm not playing games from Steam. So it's essentially like if, if like old school, like if I gave you my PS2 disc. Yeah. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, I'll absolutely do that because I know I have, a, I have a bunch of stuff that I'm always like, you should try this. You'll enjoy yes. it. Same here, dude. We'll let's set that up after the podcast. And yeah. if you want to, you can just at least get it downloaded to your PC and try yeah. it when you have some downtime. For sure. Cool. Yeah, he definitely just uh, to go back to way previous discussion uh on that i think he only really v only really looks like chris angel in that one picture like that <laughs> the one from picture, picture the one from a picture he looks like chris angel but when you actually see him in action he definitely definitely looks like uh adam driver he looks sure. like adam driver if he got hit in the face with a frying pan and you went whoa adam fixed your face and he's like yeah i got hit with a frying pan <laughs> that's what v looks like <laughs> Oh, Adam. I do love Adam Driver, though. I love <laughs> Kylo Ren so much. For sure. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, this is the, the Needhog boss fight that I was telling you about. That thing's crazy. Speaking of which, if you've never played Needhog or Needhog 2, those are also excellent games. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for me, Brandon. Is there anything else to chat about or bring up? Any quick hits? No, I'm trying to think of, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, something that might be interesting. Um, we kind of touched upon this topic in a roundabout way before. Um, when we were talking about Games Pass and uh, streaming Xbox games mm-hmm. to the Switch. Um, it sounds like um, Google is going to be releasing some more definitive information about their uh, streaming service. 
yeah, it's known as Project Stream. And that's either next Tuesday or this Thursday. I think it's next Tuesday. It, it's very soon. Right. It's very soon. It might be this rate. weekend, actually. That It would make sense if it was on Thursday. Yeah, very soon at any rate. And I guess um, there was like a picture of the controller, which is apparently like a render that somebody made based off of the patent sketch that they had submitted. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like they're really into this. And then um, I also saw just on the topic of streaming that... Uh, Apple is supposed to be releasing something or announcing something. Of course. It sounds like it's along the lines of like a Netflix or or movie streaming type of service because, you know, we we all need another subscription. So streaming seems to be uh, something pretty interesting as far as the cutting edge here. What what is your ceiling in terms of payment for a streaming service for games? You wouldn't pay more than ten bucks. Well, I mean, it would it would come down to a, a couple what is it? Things. What does it give me access to? Yeah, right? well, what what is the library first of all? Because I'm not going to pay. You know, if, if the smaller the library is, the less I'm willing to pay. We'll put it that way. Um, right. Second thing would be how how stable is it? You know, am I going to be in a position where I would rather just shell out? you know, the normal price of a game and just own it outright and have it on my machine? Or is it something where uh, I can download a local copy of it and have a stable experience if I have a machine with the capabilities? Or I could also, you know, open it up on, you know, like a Chromebook or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think it's going to be a monthly charge like all the other streaming services? mm -hmm. Or do you think it's going to be a yearly charge like PSN and Xbox Live are? I feel like it'd be tiered that'd probably be like a month package a three month and a year mm-hmm. which just seems to be pretty much the standard as far as like game subscription services go right so hmm. yeah i don't know um i think my ceiling would uh, i would say probably like 20 bucks 20 bucks with as long as it has a good library and and the uh like the input lag isn't too terrible yeah yeah, man. I mean, it's it's going to be the future whether we like it or not. Yeah, it's definitely coming. And I, do you think uh, do you think it'll be something along the lines of the game gets released physically for X amount of time and then it becomes available streaming services? Or do you think it'll be, hey, next Call of Duty is going to be released on the streaming platform or you can buy it physically? I think, I think it'll be day and date. Think it'll be day and date? Yep. I'm still waiting for movies that, to do that. That way everybody's happy. I think I think if gaming does it and it's successful, I think movies will probably follow suit. Yeah. Because then it'll, it'll prove that it's a viable model, that you're still going to get people that are going to, you know, do the, the traditional aspect mm-hmm. of it. And I think <clears throat> that you might hear at D, what is it, D23 or whatever it's called, the Disney's, Disney's Expo that they do every year, mm-hmm. where they give you like their annual Star Wars update and property update and stuff like that i think they're going to officially they've announced the disney streaming service but i think we'll get a more a closer look at it and i think you're going to start seeing some day and date stuff with movies that are coming out in theaters on the disney streaming service to get people to go to that yeah that 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 sounds pretty logical i think that's going to be one of the first steps yeah for sure they're they're Mm -hmm. they're an entertainment industry titan and i think that if they you know get behind that and 
prove it. Even even if it's like the possibility that it might work out, I think other people will follow suit with it for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, it's pretty much whatever they do is going to define what everybody else does. Yeah. Speaking of Disney and Star Wars, um, supposedly we're uh, likely to be hearing about um, Fallen Order. Respawn soon here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very yeah, man, E3's around the corner. We should start considering doing some, uh, maybe some live stream reactions around the podcast, maybe a couple yeah, episodes what, what week during that, that week. June. Well, a bunch of them pulled out of the actual conference itself, but I know Sony, Nintendo, and a couple others are going to do their own live streams that are kind of pre-recorded so things. It's the 11th through 13th, so maybe, maybe that week we just do like a bunch of mini episodes. Yeah. You know, just do like a little roundup. Just do maybe like half hour quick hits, separate the normal our normal 90 minutes up across three days. Mm-hmm. I think it would be cool to do a, a live stream of our reactions to the live streams themselves. I'll, and I'll then be, we do a, a recorded. I'll be at school. <laughs> I'll be educating the youth of America. <laughs> Well, I mean, do Otherwise, they really need to be educated? <laughs> um, okay, well. I mean, I'm not opposed to that idea. I just wish I wish it was a little bit later in June. Well, maybe if your school didn't have so many snow days, that wouldn't be a problem. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> I, got, I got no control over that. Well, get some buses, Brandon. I, I show up when they tell me to, and I stay home when they tell me to. So, <laughs> what else yeah. can you do? Yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll do some. Uh, maybe we'll do a couple the, that week. Just general yeah. discussion of what Mini we think apps. and what we're excited for. Sure. Maps. Maps. Um. Thank you, as always. Yeah. For watching and listening yeah. to the Games and App podcast. Um. If you ever feel like emailing us, you can email us at the GNA podcast at gmail dot com. That is the gna podcast at gmail.com if you want to send us one of your listener reviews uh audio video email written comments on facebook whatever it may be you can also join us on facebook facebook.com slash games net that's facebook.com slash games net you can also check out the audio podcast on reggie's house that's reggie's house podcast.com Again, that's reggieshousepodcast.com. Uh, and if you and we implore that you listen to some of the other podcasts there. There's Greedo Shot First, mm-hmm. and then there's the Rust House Risters. Rust Belt Risters. Rust Belt Risters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, our podcast on iTunes, of course, uh, will be coming up either later tonight or early tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you are listening to us on iTunes, we really appreciate you. Don't forget to give us a rate and review. We always appreciate the rate and reviews. It helps... Boost our page and actually gives us a rating on iTunes. If yeah, we can once get we get so many of those, then it'll actually show up. Even if we have like three people that have already done it, it's still going to say that there's nothing on there once we we cross right. some some threshold that I haven't looked up yet. Right. Oh, and if you're uh, and if you are a listener of just the iTunes podcast, why don't you come check us out on Facebook? We're live on Tuesdays. These are recorded Tuesday nights, starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I gave you the plug for the website earlier. Um, but we, uh, are also looking to get some segue music for some of these segments we have. So if you're a musician or somebody just mildly interested in music, yeah. why don't you reach out to us and let's talk. Uh, other than that, Brandon, is there anything else that I missed here? Um, no. What's that thing about opinions, Andrew? I think, what was that thing? 
Just remember, no matter what we do and no matter what we say, the only opinion that matters is your own. Yeah, that was it. You we'll it. see you next week. Later, <laughs> y'all.